Okay, Bismillah, day 13 of the Ramadan series on Tazkiyah. Let's begin. Jannat wa'adnin tajni min tahtiha al-anhaaru khalidina fiha wa dhalika jazaa'u man Gardens of lasting bliss, graced with flowing streams, and there they will stay. Such is the reward of those who purify themselves. Surah Taha, verse 76. And that's the whole goal of this Ramadan series is because we want to purify ourselves in order to get those gardens of flowing streams, inshallah. So, Bismillah, So, what are the practical steps that we can take to practice tazkiyah or self-purification? What's the starting point? Um, how should we attain self-reform? So, let's discuss. Number one, purifying the heart. So, obviously, self-purification begins with purifying our heart. The heart is mentioned a lot in both Quran and Hadith. In some senses, it's mentioned and it's used as a metaphor for our whole being, our personality, our character, our desires, and our mental and emotional inclinations. And so we actually have this verse, um, Only those who come before Allah with a pure heart will be saved. From Surah Ashura, verse 89. And so this verse emphasizes the role that the heart plays in having success, in attaining success. We also have the hadith where the Prophet said, There is a piece of flesh in the body. If it becomes good, the whole body becomes good. But if it gets spoiled, the whole body gets spoiled. And that is the heart. So to attain success, to attain self-purification, we should start by cleansing our hearts, by purifying our hearts. And we have this verse, which is also like a dua in Al-Imran, verse 8. رَبَّنَا لَا تُزَغْ قُلُوبَنَا بَعْدْ إِذْ هَدَيْتَنَا وَهَبْ لَنَا مِنْ لَدُنْكَ رَحْمَةً إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْوَهَابِ They say, Our Lord, do not let our hearts deviate after you have guided us. Grant us your mercy. You are indeed the giver of all bounties. So that was number one. Now number two is remembrance of Allah and acts of worship. So not only should our hearts be pure, but our hearts should be filled with the remembrance of Allah. We should make ourselves conscious of the fact that Allah is ever watchful, the all-seeing, and that this should make us perform acts of worship because Allah is seeing us, and that will bring us closer to Allah. We have this verse, they are those who remember Allah while standing, sitting, and lying on their sides, and reflect on the creation of the heavens and the earth, and pray, Our Lord, you have not created all of this without purpose. Glory be to you. Protect us from the torment of the fire. Surah Al-Amran, verse 191. And so this reminds us that we can, we don't just remember Allah practically we have prayer we have hajj we have zakah fasting but we also have other ways of doing that by like remembering allah by reflecting on his glory by sitting by lying and reflecting on the creation just like this verse mentions and we also have these two verses which um are sort of like polar opposites in a way so the first one is remember me i will remember you and thank me and never be ungrateful Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 152. And then we have the other verse. Um, they neglected Allah, so he neglected them. Surely the hypocrites are the rebellious. 
Surah verse 67. So this reminds us that we need to keep remembering Allah so that Allah remembers us. Because if we don't remember Allah, then Allah may neglect us and forget us. And I'm also mentioning that reciting and studying the Quran is another way of remembering Allah. Supplications on the Prophet Afkar, Du'as, these are all other ways to strengthen our relationship with Allah. And if you think about it, if you're constantly in remembrance of Allah, then you're doing acts of worship that he loves and you're mindful that life is short. And so you know that you're going to die at any time. So you're going to do anything for the sake of Allah. Number three is fraternity, companionship, and the company of the righteous. So it's important to note that we, can, we can't really do this alone. Yes, we're going to be judged on our own actions, on our own deeds, but support from others can help us reach our goal of attaining self-purification and heaven. So good companionship is important because many studies have actually found that who you hang out with can actually influence and affect your own morals and manners. So it's important to pick companionships, friends that are going to keep you on the right path, who are going to remind you and just push you to be the best Muslim that you can be. Number four is da'wah. So we can attain knowledge by teaching it. And if we're teaching people about Islam, about the ahadith, about Quran, then we're also more likely to reflect upon it and also take in what we're teaching other people. And as Muslims in the West, if you're living in the West, then you are sort of a form of da'wah because you are not among just Muslims. And that helps you attain self-purification because it's reminding you of why you are here, why you're Muslim. Number five is collective life and constructive criticism. So we are bound to work with people. We're bound to be grouped with people, to be surrounded by people. To And we have had to learn to work with others despite the people around us having maybe different views than us or different opinions. And by having this constructive criticism, we're able to identify what aspects we need to work on or what needs to be improved without having that rudeness with it. So constructive criticism provides us the, the things that we need to improve on without upsetting us. And lastly is number six, which is the obstacles and pitfalls. And we're actually going to be faced with many obstacles on our this path called life. And um, it's important to know a few. So I'm going to just identify a few and just go through them generally. So we have, for example, negligence and carelessness. And so if you're being negligent, this means that you are you could lose Allah's flavors, favors because you're not being thankful for what Allah has bestowed you upon. And so who cares? Carelessness, like whatever. I don't care. So that's important to just make sure that we're not negligent or careless. And then we have also pride and arrogance, which is one of the greatest sins. Um, we have desire for perfection. So there's this desire maybe to be perfect, but we have to realize that we can't really be perfect. We're humans after all. We're going to have ups and downs. And then we also have hastiness. So the Quran actually mentions how we are naturally hasty, but we need to work on that and we need to practice perseverance, practice patience, because not everything is going to happen immediately. Then we also have despair. And this can be very hard when we're trying to when we're trying to work hard on ourselves and we want to see the results, but we're not. And it might make us give up or that sort of thing. But it's important to never despair from Allah's mercy, from Allah at all. And then we also have extremism. So it's important to do things in moderation and not to go into extremes because that might push you way too far where you're just going to drop everything and just stop doing anything. 
So those were the ways, those were some of the obstacles and pitfalls. And now it's moment to reflect. So which first step are you going to take regarding Tesla self-purification? What do you think you need to focus on first? Is it maybe Dawa? Do you want to work on how you provide Dawa, how you give Dawa? Or maybe is it the purifying the heart? Do you want to purify your heart before you focus on other aspects of the self-purification? Or maybe you want to reevaluate your companionship, the people you hang around with. So that's the moment to reflect. And now for dua. Allahumma inni as'alaka hubbaka wa hubbu man yuhubbaka wal'amal alladhi yuballighni hubbak. Oh Allah, I ask you for your love, the love of those who love you, and deeds which will cause me to attain your love. Ameen. And then, ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala deenik. O turner of hearts, keep my heart firm on your religion. And as always, anything incorrect is from myself, and all good is from Allah, so forgive me for my shortcomings. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, shadu wa la ilaha illa ant, astaghfiruka wa atubu alayk. Alhamdulillah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.